0: You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What
1: a beautiful day for horses in the
2: morning.
0: You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn DeGeek from Ocala, Florida.
2: And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for April 26th, episode 3170, brought to you today by Stateline Tech. Good morning, horse people. Ah,
0: Wednesday, the day we cover Glenn's favorite topic, (laughs) horse health. And Jamie makes you feel better about yourself with the latest weird news from around the world. Happy Wednesday. Well, happy Wednesday, everybody. We have a fun show planned for you today. Sally from Eventing Nation is going to join us to give us a preview of the Land Rover Kentucky three-day event, which actually technically starts today because they have the first jog this afternoon. And I don't know. Look up the weather. I want to know what the weather's going to be this weekend. Plus, uh, Sophia is joining us. She's going to talk about her efforts to make the Chincoteague pony the official state pony of Virginia. She was kind of the one that got it started. And we have some weird news for you today as well. Auditors in the post show. Uh, a new study. Yes, study show. But this study was about the real scary cost of owning a horse so we're going to take a look at that in the post show
2: i have the weather yeah what is it the official forecast 10 day according to my apple app um thursday and friday rain oh my god saturday <laughs> but saturday cloudy overcast 49 is the low 69 is the high that's perfect that's perfect Kentucky, actually right yeah
0: there. yeah But you know what? Nobody likes to sit and watch dressage anyway. Can you imagine how few people are going to be in the stands if it's raining?
2: People like dressage, Glenn. Oh,
0: okay. All right. Yeah, you go with that. Have you ever been on a Thursday to dressage? It's you and two other people. At
2: least two riders do dressage on Thursday, okay? Thank you very
0: much. (laughs) And Friday has three people in the stands. Because uh, they're all shopping. That's your shopping days. You always go early to go shopping, and then cross country and stadium, y- you go to the actual event.
2: I use sho- I use my entire weekend to shop, just walking
0: <laughs> through the stores. Look how much money you're going to save this year.
2: I know, and everybody's given like, "How come you're not coming?" I'm like, "Because I busted my travel budget <laughs> in Italy." Okay, i and I'm and I'm I knew what would happen, which is me staring at my computer, reading everything I can possibly read.
0: Well, we're going to give you a heads up on that today with Sally, because she's like the expert of experts, so we'll talk to her. Hey, a couple announcements. Badminton always is the week after, of course, that's the big three-day event over in England, and that's always the week after uh, Land Rover. Land Rover. (laughs) Sorry. It's always the same day as the Kentucky Derby, I think. Yep. So on Saturday, May the 6th, there's a problem in England, and they've been having this discussion for a long time, and Badminton finally decided on what they were going to do. So May the 6th also happens to be the coronation of King Charles. So you know that it's going to be a busy time in London and a busy time around England, people watching TV. And it. so what they decided to do is they're still going to hold badminton. And apparently Saturday is dressage day of badminton. I don't don't know if they do cross-country on Sunday. I don't know if they have a different schedule than we do. But it's what they're going to do, what they decided, is that they're going to take a break from dressage. They're going to start dressage at eight. Then at 10.15 a.m., they're going to break for the coronation and show it on all the big screens. And then the shopping village, they said, would remain open and all food and drink concessions will continue to serve because they don't want to riot. Uh, And then at 12.45, uh, basically, I guess, when most of the coronation stuff is over, they're going to continue with dressage. However, they said that they will have on some of the big screens, excuse me. <clears throat> Still getting over this cold. On some of the big screens, they will have uh, the coronation being shown around the around the property.
2: Cool. I love that. That's so cool. It was a compromise.
0: The comments were funny because there are the royal haters over there, and they were all like, Well, I paid big money to go here, and blah, blah, blah. But I will say that about 75% of the comments were, Good job, badminton. You came up with a good compromise. Yeah. And I think that probably was a good compromise. Plus, badminton didn't want to postpone it. Look how many times they've been canceled in the last couple of years because of COVID. Also, another big announcement, and this involves some celebrities. So, you know the war going on between World Equestrian Center in Ocala and Wellington to be the place in Florida for Horse World. Well, a 600-acre luxury development planned for Wellington is also going to expand the, the sports complexes. So... Uh, Mike Bellissimo, who is the guy in charge basically of everything in Wellington and the one who spends all the money and finds all the money, he's going to develop this 600-acre property. It's going to include – now, luxury, no debt. It's going to include single-family custom homes and condos, shopping, offices, and dining. And the proposed plan is expected to significantly expand the Wellington International Equestrian Showgrounds. That's where they do the show jumping. And they're also going to build uh, dressage facilities, facilities there, too. Dressage happens a couple a mile or two away now, but apparently they're trying to transform it into like a whack, to be honest. Um, but he got some of the money from Tiger Woods and Justin Timber. Timberlake. Wow. Apparently, there is a golf course there, and it's going to be the Tiger Woods golf course, of course. Um, but yeah, so It'll be
2: the. And you are now entering the Justin Timberlake sexy back dressage <laughs> arena number four.
0: <laughs> and you know it's going to be interesting because th- these homes we can't afford. These homes, you and I are going to be living there, uh, but it, I don't know. The war continues in Florida between the two groups.
2: Hey, the, the best thing for. A complacency is competition, right? So That's let's what we go. said
0: when WEC opened, right? It's gonna force everybody to be better, and apparently it is. All right, let's do some daily winnies. Mm-hmm. My first Daily Winnie goes to my co-host, Jamie. So on Monday night, I went out to dinner with a bunch of friends. Oh, they're actually all listeners and uh, and friends that we have in Ocala, all horse people. And we go out to dinner like once a month. Well, this year, this month, we decided to do it on my birthday. And we get there. And Gina is one of our auditors. And she actually drives an hour and a half to get up to this thing. Um, thank you, Gina, for being so dedicated. But she sat down and said, I said, at dinner, we were at uh Carabas, Carabas, the Italian place, and uh, we sat down for dinner. And I said, "Should we order appetizers?" And Gina says, "Yep, because Jamie's paying for appetizers." <laughs> and then we got to dessert, and I said, "Should, should we get dessert?" We were all full because Carabas serves you a lot of food, and we're like, "Well, let's get c- cakes or whatever to go." So we did, and, and she's like, "Yep, Jamie paid for dessert too." <laughs> so how the heck you're? Where you? St- how did you find somebody that was going to this dinner?
2: Listen. I love your wife, but she ain't very helpful. (laughs) I was like, I sent her 10 million tags. Hey, what is a reservation? Because I was trying to come up with something to do. And to be honest, you want to know what I really wanted to do that Gina wouldn't do? (laughs) I wanted her to, and I was like, I know this is a big ask, but I really, this is what I would like to do. And that is, to I would like for you to go to a balloon store and buy like every bizarre balloon yeah gina like, wouldn't do that babies like <laughs> you congratulations the wrong person it's for a that. boy like all i wanted her to come in with like a thousand balloon mylar balloons of all different things like every holiday balloon and come in and she was like no i'm too introverted yes yeah, she, she is <laughs> <laughs> so i said all right so then i was like i'll call carrabba's but they weren't open because i was gonna just pay for yeah, they open late, desserts and all that yeah. and today so i, was, I, t- I you're Jen sent me a text that had a screenshot of a chat that she was in telling somebody where and when it uh, was. And I saw the name Gina and I was like, I bet that's Gina. And so I messaged her and she was like, yeah, I'm going. I was like, cool, let's figure this out. <laughs> so it was not easy, but I am. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I, I appreciate your dedication.
0: Going. It was good. We had that. We had we and we had caprese for advertise appetizers. And we did that in your honor because it didn't have any meat
2: vegetarian yeah thank you yeah we did my money did not go to the murder of animals no
0: but (laughs) all the all the dinner plates did but uh, you didn't pay for that so and then (laughs) the cake we were fine and the cake was very good so thank you for that it was very nice I
2: actually had got i had gone through and i found the only gluten-free dessert and i I was going to order a ton of those but she said it just didn't work out like that so worked out great
0: yeah, no, it worked out terrific, and uh, everybody appreciates it.
2: Oh, good! I'm glad. Uh, Every once in a while, I do a
0: little something. To <laughs> you surprised us. You. It was a surprise. All right, let's do some Thanks, birthdays. Gina. Happy- We have two auditors with birthdays Megan Hennessy and Matt Hagee. Hey, Matt. Uh, happy birthday to you, Matt, is a very regular contributor in the auditor room.
2: Well, I have to address this because in the weird news world, I ask y'all to send me weird news stories. And this week, um, Carol, Katie, Scott, Nicole, Debbie, Aaron, Steph, Lindsay, Summer, April, and Laureen all sent me weird news. The problem is almost all of you sent me the same one. (laughs) So I'm going to read this story. It's from the Arkansas Game Fish Facebook page. What, Bridget Bridget (laughs) Watkins, 43, of Summer, Arkansas, allegedly took fawns baby deer into her home and raised the deer with the intentions of training them to attack hunters. She was taken into custody Friday. At the time of the arrest, Watkins was in possession of several grams of meth for deer and many stolen broken electronics. Turns out she was giving the, I'm paraphrasing here, meth to young deer and they were caught rummaging through people's garages and porches and then uh, homeowners were trying to find their property and clock radio and they found her where A duct tape. It was this whole convoluted story. Here's the problem. It ain't real. That was fake. It was. Turns out that the Arkansas game fish is almost like a like an onion. Okay, the website where everything is fake. So uh, I appreciate all of you seeing that and immediately thinking of me. And I love you all. (laughs) You see a lady training deer to attack um, hunters, feeding them meth. Think of me. <laughs> Send it to me. <laughs> Thank you all of you and I but I in my journalistic integrity I could not pose that as a real story because for those who don't know I do have a a list of people not a list but several people email me after weird news every time asking me for the links because people don't believe me. <laughs> it's weird. So anyway, I couldn't send that on good conscious, but if it is true, that's awesome.
0: That's funny. Well, you know, we are brought to you by Stateline Tech, statelinetech.com. If you go there right now, you're going to see a banner on their homepage for their halters and leads. Some of them on sale, but just basically highlights. When I went to the halters and leads page, there are 12 pages of halters and leads. There are hundreds of halters and leads that you can find in here. Also, some... Muzzles they have on sale right now is poor scooter. He hates his muzzle. He just hates his muzzle. You
2: have a green guard. Uh, um.
0: He just hates it. He hates any muzzle. He just hates being slowed down when he's eating. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter what the muzzle is. We've tried every muzzle there is out there and he just hates them all. So poor guy. But there's all oh, tons of there are more halters in the world than any other horse supply just different for Western
2: saddle pads, right?
0: Yeah, maybe Western saddle pads. By the way, they're highlighted on the homepage too. There's like uh, hundreds of those as well. So uh, right now I'm seeing sales on here from 20%, 28%, but they're just all different kinds from leather to nylon padded, uh, tons of different ones. I still use my Monty Halter occasionally too. Um, when I'm the taking Dooley Scooter. Yeah, yeah, the Dooley Halter. I still take that out occasionally. But StateLineTack.com. And I also needed to announce that they are going to be Uh, set up over at uh, Land Rover this weekend, so check them out there. They're going to have all kinds of stuff. They had a huge, enormous booth at Equine Affair, so I'm sure they just transferred everything that was left down to Kentucky. You can check them out there as well. Well, we're going to go to our first guest and talk about Land Rover right now, and she is the expert at Land Rover. Sally is the editor, I think, like the boss. Yeah,
2: She's one of the owners of the Eventing Nation and all the Nation Media.
0: That's right, and of course, Aventing Nation is your leading source for everything involving Land Rover.
2: Please welcome Sally Spicker to the show. Hi, Sally. Hello. How are you guys? I'm not jealous at all that you're there. Oh, I'm not. I mean, well, you television. know what? Today
1: is, I think, the last nice day that we have for the week. So, you know, we're just going to soak it in.
2: So I looked at the weather, and potentially Saturday could be cloudy and cool, but not rainy. Any Any word yes. on that?
1: it's gotten better. So it started out as like a seventy percent chance of rain and storms every day, um, but now I think we're slowly getting lighter. I think I think Friday is going to be the worst day, and. Yeah. Um, you know, which, which is fine. It's just massage, no big deal. And so as long as, but you know, really if we get some rain, the 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 ground here always holds water quite well, but it can always use a little bit. So um, I think at the end of the day, that's actually not a bad thing to have a little bit of moisture.
2: Is it, what? What are some of the topics, the hot topics, because there's always something going on that everybody's talking about in the press room and around the
1: barns. What is it this year? Um, I'm so sorry. Can you repeat that question? Because it just broke up just a little bit.
2: Oh, yeah. No worries. I, I said there's always a hot topic in the press room and in the barns, be it footing, be it certain things, just whatever. What is the hot topic this year that everybody's talking about?
1: Well, I think it's the weather at this point. I think we're all just kind of anticipating what the weather is going to do. Um, there's a lot of chatter about the course. Um, the course looks excellent today, uh, this week. and. Um, So I think the riders are all really excited to get out there today and actually get their first look at the course and see what Derek has up his sleeve.
2: Have you been able to take a look yet?
1: you know what, I'm going to go out for my first look today. But I did kind of glance around at a few of the questions. And, you know, I think the biggest draw this year will obviously be the corgi fence.
2: I mean, the corgi fence is so cute. But also, isn't there a, another dog on the course? There's as well? a dachshund
1: somewhere. I have not found the dachshund yet. But I am working on that. You know, that's my top priority, honestly, is just to find the dog jumps. because <laughs> why, else we, why else would we be here? I mean, uh, but right? But there's, there's, there's also a... Um, there's also a... Uh, Jimmy Wofford Rails fence at fence 15, which we were so amazed to see that that was a homage to Jimmy. So we're very excited to see kind of how that one rides too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's got to be a presence that certainly missed at Land Rover this year.
1: Yes, for sure. Um, They're doing a lot in his honor. So they're going to do a um, practical horseman. will do their course walk on Friday as is tradition. This is the one that Jimmy used to traditionally lead. Um, And Friday afternoon this year, it will be Karen O'Connor and Sharon White, who will lead the course walk kind of in honor of Jimmy. Mm -hmm. And um, so they'll kind of say some nice words and um, kind of just try to do things in his honor for that course walk that was so popular.
2: That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh,
1: Well, let's talk a little bit of
2: Kentucky facts because the U.S. eventing put out this um, kind of like fast facts thing and. I was so thrilled to see that there are more women than men competing this year. Uh,
1: about time, right? Right. <laughs> I love it. I love I it. I think, uh, I think, you know, we could definitely see a, a woman win this weekend. I think, uh, Tammy Smith has a good shot. I think Yasmin Ingham is, uh, pretty hard one to bet against as the world champion. So it's going to be really interesting. And we've got uh, Sandra Offorth here and Zara Tyndall, who are also past world champions. So, you know, it's a really interesting field, I think.
0: Well, let's not forget Liz, who's just practically won everything leading up Absolutely. to it. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, for sure. And, you know, I was talking to some of the girls on our team this week, and I was kind of musing out loud about the concept of the first-time five-star horse. Um, and you've got two first-time five-star horses in particular for the U.S. with uh, Mixmaster C for Liz Halliday Sharp, and then Chintonic HS with Will Coleman. And it's very interesting because I think either one of those horses could win on their day. And it's such an interesting concept to bring a horse for the first time, knowing that you have one of the most competitive horses in the field, but you also have a horse for the future that you want to have a good experience at its first four-star or five-star, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, I think that's such an interesting challenge for these riders of you know, you've got the weather, uh, will, will be the last out on Saturday with Chintonic. So if the weather is bad, um, what will his strategy be? You know, that's going to be a really interesting thing to see kind of how he is looking to the future with that horse and also looking to kind of make his bid as an early, you know, kind of nod for Paris too. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things on the table, I think and that kind of is an interesting complexity.
2: First world equestrian problems. Oh,
1: (laughs) for sure. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That is interesting that that we have two horses that are rookies and they're being piloted by seasoned eventers. But we have three five star rookies of the riders.
1: Yes. Yeah, so we've got two for the U.S. We've got Sydney Solomon and Andrew McConnon, who have, um, you know, we've really enjoyed watching those two produce their horses. Um, Sydney Solomon's horse was bred right here in the U.S. by Lori Cameron, who also bred M- Mixmaster Speed. So she's got, you know, a really good eye for those top breeding lines for eventing. So that's going to be really cool. Um, the mare is just an insane jumper. So she's going to be really fun to watch um, Andrew McConnell. You know he spent a couple of years working overseas for William Fox Pitt. So he's got, you know, you can really see when you when he rides how much of that education he's taken with him since he left. Um, so I, you know, I'm very excited to see him. He's been working at this goal for so long. He's had several advanced horses um, and just never quite made it to this level. And um, I think this one, you know, could definitely be one to kind of finally get him that five star completion. Um, and then we've got a really exciting rookie from Germany and Alina Davowski, Um, and she has, you know, she's, it's, it's hard to call her a rookie, right? Cause she, she went to world championships and she's done all these amazing things with Barbados. Um, and she also has her secret weapon, her dad, Andreas, who's actually here, um, grooming for her this week, which is oh, wow. kind of a cute story. <laughs> um, so she's, she's just tickled to be here. It's her first trip to Kentucky and, um, you know, we're really excited. And, you know, to be honest, I put her on my fantasy team for sure. Ratings event team manager because uh, I think that could definitely be a good dark horse if she's got a good weekend under her.
2: Absolutely. Now, um, what's really exciting this year because, let's be fair, there's been a few people that continue to kick our butts. One being, of course, Michael Young. And then, um of course, uh, he who shall not be named Townend. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I didn't know that was the nickname, but that's, that's cool with me. I just made it up. <laughs> so, talk a little bit about how, how it's going to be different without seeing those guys.
1: I, you know, I think it almost makes it more wide open. I think every time you see Michael Young come up on the list, you're like, well, we're going to go for second, then. <laughs> um, and, you know, to be fair, I think you could almost say the same thing about several of the horses that have come. And, and I'm talking about Yasmin's horse in particular. Um, I think Maxime Livio's horse could be a dark horse. And um, so I think you do have those kind of somewhat shoe ins, but it's definitely not the same as when you see Michael Young on the list. And you're, you, you just kind of assume that you're going to be going for for behind him somewhere.
0: <laughs> so what's the over under for an American winning this year?
1: You know, I actually don't think we're in a bad spot. Like, it's 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 been really cool, I think, you know, since Bobby Costello has taken over management of the eventing program and they've hired a lot of really... Um, strong individuals to kind of support with David O'Connor being chief of sport and Graham Tom coming in to advise as well. And then we've got Ian Stark coming in as a cross-country advisor. So, you know, we've got a lot of really good tools to produce, you know, actual good results on a consistent basis. And I think between Liz and Will and um, you know, Boyd's got his, you know, seasoned campaigner with Leg, and he's got a really, really nice first timer um, with Contessa. So, you know, I think um, we've got a really good chance to really maybe even hit the top of the board this week. It really depends on how things fall out, of course, as you know. But um, it's it's really nice to be able to look at the list these days and say, wow, this is actually a really strong list on the U.S. side. So, you so know, I think it's really exciting.
0: So for handicapping, we have to look at who are good dressage mutters.
1: Yeah, okay.
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Was a so I think it's cool that I, I think this is a year we're going to have a U.S. Uh, rider and a woman because Mary King was the last person to win. She was.
0: I, I, yep.
1: I think it we're due. I was mean, about no forty years dark. ago. I mean, <laughs> right. so it that like, was two thousand and eleven, I think. Oh my gosh, um, I still remember that because didn't she have two horses here that year and she was like first and second or I, yeah, so, she's just something uh, like it, that.
2: They just don't make them like that anymore. No, no, not at
1: all. So So.
2: I thought the breeds were interesting. Holsteiner has the most entries. In the five star, was seven. Irish Sport Horse has six. Thoroughbreds have five entries, and three of them are off the track. Thoroughbreds, which in the world of of high level eventing, is just makes me so happy. Obviously, Um, there's different breeds. There's there's a who's the Anglo European horse? Is that
1: What's her name's horse? There's a Zanger Shield. Mm, I, I know there is one. I'm not thinking of it off the top I'm of my head. I'm trying to think
2: though. of what Yasmin's horse is. Uh, um, he's French bread. French bread. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, there's there's a whole lot of different kinds of horses. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch the the... God, I'm so jealous. I wish I was there. I know, and you wouldn't... guys
1: aren't here this year. <laughs> well, you know... I I
2: did this stupid thing where I took my family to Italy this year and blew my oh. entire
1: budget. Well, well that, you know what though? I don't think you can. Be yeah, mad that's at a that.
0: yeah, that's a good second, right? Yeah, <sighs> is it solid second? I
1: knew I was <laughs> sitting here and just
2: listening to Sally and watch TV, watch the computer all weekend. Which is well, you won't happen. get wet watching the
0: computer. all weekend.
1: I was going to say weekend. you're not going to be sad about it when it's when you see us all out here, you know. Looking like around rats in the rain.
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, there, there, before you go, one other thing: there was a statistic, and I know he's come over to our, our house several times to do a show with us. This is Buck Davidson? Um, we the statistic was he's had thirty starts in wow. the last like eleven years.
1: Yeah, well, you know, he's always got about six horses going at the level, <laughs> so he's got to just get it done. I mean, the poor man is the Pathfinder every single year. It seems like because he's got so many horses. He is ride, this year. So. Explain
0: that he is this year too. Explain what that means.
1: Um, he just, so when you have multiple horses, you generally get put into the draw to be able to, um, to, to, to go, you know, have space in between your rides. So generally you'll see the riders that have more than one horse get drawn to go first. So, um, Buck has gotten drawn, uh, I think two years in a row now to lead, lead us out of the box on cross country day. So he'll be the first to see, um, in the dressage and also on cross country day. No, he did it to no himself. No pressure. He I did mean, it to himself. I, um really the man just, you know, needs to be not so greedy with his horses, honestly.
2: <laughs> I mean again, first world of all problems. I mean there are so problems. many horses that I have to ride
1: at Land Rover. And his go, dad like, had the same problem,
0: otherwise? right? I mean his dad was the same way. So
1: <laughs> Yeah. I you know, it's funny too, because like, you know, Liz has Four horses. I can't remember if she's got the most of anybody. She might. She's got two in the five-star and two in the four-star. And it's just like, you know, ever oh. since they, they added that four-star to this event, it's just like, I I love it. From a, from a sport perspective, I think it's awesome for the sport. And I think it's a really good opportunity to get some less experienced horses over a really, really tough, you know, almost a championship caliber short course. Um, but it does add so much more to the rider's plates if they're going to bring a horse for both, because if you're somebody like Liz, why would you not? Um, you know, and she's made comments before about how she wants to kind of make sure she's bringing the right horses so that she can actually focus and give them the right ride. I think a lot of these guys don't love to ride six horses at events. It's just kind of how, how it is. Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, Sally, you've been a competitor. I've been a competitor. I got a one-horse limit, like, in novice.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Me, too. I'm like, I can't even remember one dressage test on one horse. Like, wish me luck. I mean, so. seriously, I have to
2: walk two courses? No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, I know you're going to the airport to pick up a friend. I'm, just, I'm with you in spirit the whole time, girl. I'm so excited for this I know. We'll miss weekend. you guys this year. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, um, right. I, I'm I'm definitely rethinking my decision. <laughs>
1: uh, but, next year.
2: Yeah, exactly. I will definitely not miss next year. So anyway, wish everybody the best of luck from all of us, and uh, I look forward to seeing you again soon.
1: Definitely. Well, thanks for having me on and hope you guys have a good rest of your show.
0: At eventingnation.com for all the coverage over the weekend. Definitely. You're just going to want to keep it up alongside all the video. All the coverage
1: you need and a lot that you definitely don't need. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks, Ellie. <laughs> no problem. Bye guys. Bye. Well, our next guest is brought to you by Daily Dose Equine, non-GMO core nutrition for horses and ponies of all ages. Unfortunately, the guest we had planned to talk about, the Chincoteague pony becoming the official state pony, got tied up and couldn't make it today. So, I'm pretty and,
2: sure she's in school, like yeah, high school.
0: Yeah, I think she's high school or college. I'm not sure which. Uh, but, yo, know, that happens. Sometimes things happen. And we record this show as live so we do it as live all the guests are in order we just record it and then we're done so we can get it out to you fast so this happens sometimes and hopefully we can get her back on another day uh but daily dose don't worry because jamie has quality entertainment to fill this gap
2: i do okay this is from horse and hound in the uk and this is 10 less than pleasant jobs that horse owners have to do. What would you guess the number one unpleasant job for horse owners is? Glenn, go,
0: Winky washing. You got it, baby. <laughs> She's
2: cleaning. Um, we yeah. had the Winky
0: washer out last week and did uh, Scooter's Winky. So,
2: oh, that's
0: fantastic. Thank yeah, that's you, all she does for a living. Wow, she washes that's, Winkies.
2: That's uh, does she sedate them or just nope. like she nope. just
0: no nope. gives them nope. some wine and, and Scooter loves it. Scooter thinks it's the best thing ever. Because awesome. he and she's also a pretty girl, so Scooter's happy.
2: That's awesome. Um, so the next one is something I'm gonna have to deal with later today, which is Can I guess? Yeah, okay.
0: Cleaning stalls.
2: Particularly in the pouring rain. Oh my God. It's been raining nonstop for like three or four days, and then we've got three or four days more of rain, and I've got to get these stalls clean. So it is just one of those things I'm going to have to do where you have to load. Now, my barn is dry, so I, put, I have to drive the manure to the manure pile, which is all the way in the back of my property, and it's going gonna, it gonna to rain. It's going to be awful. Uh, so going through the mud and all that. So, yes, she's cleaning Picking up poo in the rain. Uh, the third one is also something I'm dealing with right now, which is dealing with filthy, wet rugs or blankets. Yes. I, I try to not blanket everybody. But I do have rain sheets for everybody. But I was like, I don't want to deal with that. And so I, I blanketed Duke. He's 30. And I turned them all out yesterday. Uh, and they're out for a couple hours. And I go to bring them back up to give them their grain. And uh, three of them are shivering. It's 55 degrees, almost 60 degrees and raining, and they're shivering. So here come out the blankets. I'd wait till they all dry. <laughs> then I have to blanket everybody and then turn them out. It looks like a rainbow in my pasture because they're sheets. They're waterproof sheets. So they're all different colors. up They're different versions of clearance. Uh, <laughs> number four, a thing that I don't really have to do that much is filling hay nets.
0: Oh. I hate. That's the worst thing for horse husbands. I'd rather clean a stall than fill a hay net.
2: Are you serious? Oh, yeah.
0: I'll clean a stall rather than fill a hay net. Hay nets are the worst.
2: They're just awful. You know what? We do do the hay nets for our round bales. And, oh, and that's got to be, be
0: really awful.
2: I'm telling you what. My husband, oh, God, he hates. It's just, it's just the worst thing for him to do ever. I mean, he's like, this is the worst.
0: And it depends he's, on. Go ahead.
2: No, obviously, his least favorite thing in the horse world has been blanketing. He's like, why would you reach under a horse's back legs and grab a strap? Like, that makes no sense. To him, blanketing makes no sense. But now I think the round bell hay net has topped. Those, those two are tough
0: because the problem with the blankets is every brand straps are different. Uh-huh. And it's like, you can't figure out what goes where. I usually can't even figure out what the front and back is till so I, like, turn it around 15 times.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but hay nets, the other problem with hay nets is,
0: depending on your flakes, if they really fall apart oh, then it's almost impossible to get it in the hay net.
2: Yeah, it is. And I I, I find that the the... The later in the summer, the closer they've clipped the hay. So then they just really fall apart. Oh, it's a mess. Yeah. I mean, again, you're just lucky you don't have a bra because (laughs) that's where the hay goes.
0: Yeah, I am. I do feel lucky with that, actually.
2: Yeah. Um, And mucking out is one sweeping. I mean, I've worked in barns where you had to sweep the length of a football field. And And and, there's a lot of barns that won't allow
0: the blower. No, Yeah. yeah.
2: No blowers, no blowers. You and use I'm a blower,
0: like, obviously, we, we heard on Monday.
2: I do use a blower. I don't use it when the horses are in, really. But, um, I, I mean, I hit just sweeping, it stirs up dirt also. You know, might as well have the dirt just bush out real quick as opposed to sweeping. Because if you're sweeping, the dirt's sitting there for longer because it takes longer. Okay, that's what I would tell my old employer, and they didn't care. Um, another one is tack cleaning. Tack cleaning can be exhausting. I'm not super good at it, but I will clean my tack every time I have a horse show. So
0: there is well, that. Wait, you, what, When's the last time you've been at a horse show?
2: Yeah, I know. Don't want to talk about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been uh, years, hasn't it?
2: It's been a minute. Glenn, yeah. <laughs> it's been a minute. Um, another- I do.
0: Oh, you just need synthetic harness. By the way, the new dishwasher cleans the harness. <laughs>
1: You remember,
0: I I had to remodel the whole kitchen just to get a dishwasher because I didn't have one. And the dishwasher, yes, is to wash dishes, but it was also to wash my harness. And it fits perfectly. It did such a great job. I'm so happy.
2: I know, but also, um, you can't fit a saddle in there. But I do hose off my Wintex, so there's that.
0: Yes, it is advantage to having Wintex.
2: I think one of the most uh, typical recognizable smells in the barn... What is, to you, the, mo- the most recognizable smell? You may not get it, but you will when I say it.
0: Ammonia from the stalls.
2: <laughs> That's one. <Pee>? I would <laughs> say thrush.
0: Oh, see, yeah, I mean, I
2: thrush that. has a smell. And it is just something where, you know, you horse has a little thrush. It happens. You go to clean it out, and you got to bang your hoof pick on the ground bah, 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 to get the thrush off of the little black gooey's off there. This is really gross to even talk about um and then the smell is on your hands you can't do anything about it that's the only time you can't eat a sandwich after messing with your horses um also this time uh rubber mats lifting stinky rubber mats Ugh. Do you guys have rubber mats?
0: Uh, yes. And fortunately, we board, so we don't have to clean those under the rubber mats anyway. Because I mean, they always it get matter. discombobulated. The corners are turned up, and then you have to get the ground. Oh, it's just a mess.
2: That's what I'm saying. I, I got the locking ones. I have a couple stalls with the locking ones, and I have a couple stalls with the regular ones. The regular ones slide, the locking ones bow up when there's not enough bedding and they pee in between and yep. water
0: sp- I don't
2: know. It's the worst.
0: It is the worst. It's
2: the worst. <laughs> and then number 10 that they have, which I don't think you've done this is studs. Doing no, studs. No,
0: I've never had to do studs. I imagine just cleaning them out to get the studs in.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, you got to have a patient patient horse to hold their leg up while you're putting a little pinpricky thing in this hole and like <laughs> taking it in circles sh- 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 trying to scrape out the dirt even though you may already have stuffed cotton down in there to keep the dirt out of your stud hole it's not a thing and then you got to screw it in and all the stuff yeah studs are tough um, you know where they're going to be
0: using a lot of studs if the weather stays what it's predicted It's <laughs> oh, in Kentucky yeah. this weekend
2: Kentucky. All right. Well, that is the list of horrible things that horse owners do on a daily basis, whether we like it or not.
0: <laughs> well, and we're going to take a break here before we get into weird news for uh, daily for our sponsor, Daily Dose Equine. And then I also have the announcement the auction is starting for the painted saddles we talked about.
2: I'm here with the mad scientist who developed daily dose equine horse feeds, Janet Geyer. And I wanted to have a quick chat with you because daily dose equine horse feeds are non-GMO, whole food nutrition based. And a lot of people go, oh, that comes from a small, dedicated feed mill. I won't be able to get that when I travel. They're wrong, aren't they?
1: They are. You can get it through Chewy, anywhere in the United States. Or if you live locally in Maryland, and Northern Virginia, you can get it delivered.
2: There you go. Chewy.com, it will deliver
1: it anywhere you want. You can also schedule delivery in advance, so you can have it delivered every X number of days. And you can go in there to your account and change it every time you move horse show venues. So check it out today, DailyDoseEquine.com online or Chewy.com.
2: Especially with performance horses, flies can really be a nuisance. Fly predators are a great investment of all the different poisons and insecticides
1: and different things you could use. I don't know of anything that is more economical and more effective
0: than spalding fly predators. Well, Practical Horsemen, I mentioned on Monday that they're doing their 50th anniversary and they're doing it with painted saddles. And I don't know if you've seen the pictures of some of these saddles. They are Unbelievable! I mean, they had like serious artists paint these saddles and the riders on the saddles. The flaps are painted, the seats are painted. No,
2: was it the actual rider's saddle that's getting painted? No, and... I don't
0: think so. I think they had to use new saddles because of getting to paint the stick or something. They couldn't like use used saddles. So, um, if you, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. The auction for these saddles starts tomorrow at 8 a.m. So that's Thursday morning at 8 a.m. And I put a link in the show notes there, Jamie. You can go check out the saddle they are just they're they're quite something to see, uh, but they're what they're doing this for. One is to celebrate the anniversary of Practical Horseman, which is one of our sister companies, and also the proceeds from all of the saddles are going to go to charities. The three charities are the University of Kentucky Children's Hospital, and what's cool about that, if you remember right, is a lot of the riders go to the children's hospital like on Tuesday of the week of Land Rover and visit the kids. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm sure they did that again this year. They do every year. The Grace and Jockey Club Research Foundation. That's the official charity of the Land Rover Kentucky three-day event. And also the Scene Through Horses campaign, helping support and empower programs that incorporate horses for mental health. And actually, uh, uh, Hort, or, uh, Equine Network is one of the sponsors of the Seen Through Horses campaign. So the money's going to a good place. If you want a fancy saddle, you won't ride in these, by the way. Do you see the pictures?
2: Oh my gosh, you could not see. No. Like the, especially no. that one, the Buck Davidson saddle. The The unbelievable detail of the painting on the seat. You would, yeah, you couldn't sit on no, that. No, these you would be in your up. living room.
0: <laughs> these yeah. would be in your living room on a very nice stand. Or as Monty does it, you staple it to the ceiling.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <upside down. laughs>
0: so check that out today. I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, 32auctions.com is running that. That, And you'll be able to see the saddles this weekend if you're at Land Rover, but you don't have to be there to win. They will ship it out. Time to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race in Jamie's Weird News.
2: Yes, these are actual real stories from around the globe of just weird stuff. If you're ever reading a a news story and you're like, God, that's so weird. Email it to me, jamie at horseradionetwork.com with weird news in the subject line. Send me the link. I can't wait to see it. We're going to start with this one that was sent to me. And uh, remember, I don't tell you who sends what, because it's none of our business where these people are getting their news. But I will tell you, didn't I give you the list of names already? Where did
0: I yeah, put? you did at the beginning. Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah. Carol, Katie, Scott, Nicole, Debbie, Aaron, Steph, Lindsay, Summer, April, and Laureen all sent me weird news stories. This one, we're going to head to Japan, Glenn. We're going to head to Japan to a department store. You know, in department stores, they have those, like, massage chairs sections. yes. That- Basically for that, the men. Our, while I the think women's our job. germ
0: factories. I've never sat in one. I just picture that being a germ factory.
2: I, I don't think it matters. I'd sit in one. No problem if it wasn't <laughs> like put your credit card in. Uh, Yeah. So there was a uh, there was a nice row in a department store in Japan of massage chairs and the store was closing and the whole mall was closing and everybody left except for one guy that fell asleep in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> so he wakes up. This is like a movie. He wakes up in the department store, like from the massage chair, sits up. <gasps> Where is everybody? Oh, my God. I'm locked in. He was forced to try to find help after he got locked in the department store, after falling asleep in the massage chair. How does he get help, Glenn?
0: Well, would- I Tw- H- Twitter. H- H- Twitter? Twitter?
2: He tweeted,
0: I'm They don't Latin. have 911 in the-
2: <laughs> I don't know what they have in Japan, but he apparently <laughs> tweeted and posted various photos of the dark and empty interior of the mall. And uh, finally, I, I, they said that it's thought that he triggered an alarm, which notified the police, who then called the shop's manager. Ten police officers swarmed the store, searching for him. And real, uh, and he, got, he got out. It, and the only reason they know he got out was because he tweeted, I'm out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because a lot of times those doors are locked with keys even from the inside. So, and they
2: chain him and stuff. Yeah. I, again, I don't know what the protocol is in Japan, but yeah, he uh, did get in. He said sorry, but also the manager apologized to the man for the staff's failure to notice that he was asleep in the chair when they locked up. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's kind of, <laughs> kind of somebody's somebody's in trouble. <laughs> he could have had a field day in that place. All I night.
2: mean, could have been really fun.
0: <laughs> now, before you go on, we follow some YouTubers that just did a series in Japan, and you know those hotels that you sleep in the. A little tube, the yeah. pod? Well, they did a couple of those. And let me tell you what, I will not be doing that anytime soon. A couple of them they slept in were really sketchy. I mean, and they're right on top of each other, and they just have a curtain. A couple of them just had curtains in the front. So you hear all these fifteen people sleeping in these pods right around you. Nope. I, and then you have to crawl down the ladder you know it's like a bunk bed. So you have to crawl down the ladder, go to the bathroom, and it's all community Please, bathrooms. Don't sleep naked. yeah. Uh, and then they did do some that were nicer, but still I, uh, I'm not I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a hotel. Thank you very much.
2: In Monitor Township in Michigan, there's a family of five. Upstairs in their house and at right around dusk, they heard a loud crash and it was somebody breaking the front window of their home. They quickly called 911 said, we're getting broken into, we're getting broken into. And they were upstairs hiding. Law enforcement swarmed the house, came, looked in the door. What broke their window? a deer <laughs> there was a deer and there's photos of the deer in a bed <laughs> not sleeping standing up looking quite frightened in somebody's bed it busted through the house ended up running up the stairs jumped in somebody's what bed deer
0: goes up the stairs
2: I don't know. They, <laughs> uh, deputies eventually were able to lure the deer out of the bedroom while blocking off all the other rooms. And these the deer zipped out the front door, boom, back into the wild. And the Bay <laughs> County Sheriff's Office said no one was injured and the family opted not to press charges. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we do hear a lot about deer breaking into people's houses. It seems to be a regular thing.
2: You know what? When you marry somebody, it's for better or for worse. And you're going to, you know, if you get divorced, kind of the whole idea is that, you know, you get half if you get a divorce. Sometimes it would be better just to not get a divorce and stay married because this poor woman, she got half and her half included something that she didn't really want. So lady gets divorced. She's like, I don't know what to do with this thing that I got in the divorce. And so she calls animal control. This is in Philadelphia, Philadelphia, ladies and gentlemen, animal control comes. She's like, I don't know what to do with this thing. And apparently it was in her basement in a room that looked like what the, the police described it as looked like a, like a confinement cell in jail where it's like a solid Four walls with like a little glass look through, and they walked up to the little glass and looked in through it, and on the ground was an eight foot alligator. This is what she got in the divorce. You know what? I'm keeping the car. You get the gator. Because <laughs> um, they
0: can't move the gator. It stays who ever got the house.
2: Yeah, they can't move it. Yeah. Uh, but then they had to move it because the, was it was being illegally kept, of course. But again, it wasn't But they hers. don't have gators
0: in every basement in Philadelphia? Although that wouldn't surprise me, to be honest. I mean, right? It
2: is Philadelphia. <laughs> there are pictures chronicling the whole capture and release. Did they bring it up the steps? Carrying it. Up the stairs. So oh they detailed how they ended up getting him. They, they opened the door. They had one of those catch poles, and they caught it. One guy jumps on the tail. One guy jumps on the head, and one guy jumps on the body. And they tape the mouth shut. Okay, and then yeah, they tape they the arms to the side. And they said you could still hear him hissing. Yeah, as I they bet. Were <laughs> carrying him <laughs> he up the pissed. stairs.
0: He, plus, he's never seen the light of day, the gator.
2: He said he, he goes. I wanted to explain to him him, no, we're taking you somewhere better. <laughs> but he didn't want to hear it. Um, so yeah, divorce led to the alligator being surrendered, and the owner's ex-wife did not want the reptile living in her basement
1: anymore. God,
0: he get him even, out of here. The poor gator's been living in a basement in Philadelphia for
2: over 10 years.
0: <laughs> Although nothing surprises me out of Philadelphia. And I used to live there and go to Philadelphia a lot. But
2: ten years isn't the so, wor- isn't
0: it always the worst fans for baseball and football are Philadelphia fans isn't that always oh, the worst?
2: freaking <laughs> Phillies? Good <laughs> lord, don't get me started. I know some of you are from there, but it's not your fault that everybody around you is a dick. <laughs> so sorry, um, I'm a Braves fan. So um, let me point out that they did no. She, it's this lady had called animal control and told them what was in the basement but um she said it was a five foot gator and so they brought in a crate for a five-foot gator and booked travel on an airplane that was for a five-foot gator but it was an eight and a half foot gator <laughs> she hadn't
0: looked at it in a few years
2: <laughs> no you know and she actually said she hadn't fed it in over a month what and so now it's like a hungry, hungry gator <laughs> gator <laughs> and uh, so they didn't have a container big enough and the plane wasn't big enough so they took him but then she the the guy said yeah we had to pivot and think about what would be the best alternative they ended up creating a habitat out the, the local shelter before they figured out a place to get him and now he's he's currently with a man in philadelphia named crocodile kyle <laughs> and crocodile kyle has taken this alligator and um given it a sanctuary to live in so maybe that's the same kyle who's going to go to the group of kyle's down in Texas. Who knows?
0: So I I just looked up how many pounds does an alligator eat, you know, Uh, and it says uh, alligators do not require as much food as we do. They eat once or twice a week and they can eat nearly a hundred pounds of meat each year. So how many chickens is that?
2: that's that's a lot poor thing was pretty hungry so not only it apparently when it did get to its sanctuary it immediately submerged itself which is a sign of relaxation and ate and he's doing a lot better and so our friend the crocodile is going to be fine
0: all right good well i'm glad let's not have alligators in our basement
2: all right, final story. In Florida,
0: we try and avoid that. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> try to get them out. Um, I, I just knew that was going to be a Florida story when I saw it too, and of course it was not. Um, this story, oh, wow. I, I was reading. I read the headlines to Lucas and Chad in the morning before I do all of this, and and Lucas was like, "You have to do that one." So. Oh, let's see, I'm trying to figure out where this is in Milwaukee. Okay. And this is a uh, 74th street and silver spring drive. It was the site of a burglary last week where thousands of dollars worth of tools were stolen. Apparently it's a house that somebody bought and they've got uh, a bunch of workers in there that are redoing the home, upgrading it. And then they're going to sell it. Uh, unfortunately, burglars found all the tools, came up to the house and stole thousands of dollars worth of the tools that were in the house. Uh, Unfortunately, they are dumb enough to have stolen the security camera that also was there, thinking probably that, oh, good, we've got the security camera, so nobody's ever going to be able to tell it was us. However, what they didn't know is that the security camera continued to transmit footage of them for eight days
0: oh my gosh
2: apparently they've got their faces they've got (laughs) them talking about it says on camera these burglars have been talking about stealing the tools where to sell the tools talking about drugs and even doing drugs on the camera (laughs) (laughs) these guys gonna go to jail now this is a very recent story so um they still are looking for them, but the Milwaukee Police Department says they have not made any arrests at this time. But the investigation is continuing. Uh, I guess eight days after um, it was, they've been filming these guys the whole time. I think somebody realized it and they're like, oh crap. And then they smashed the camera. So then eight days into it, they quit. But you would think it happened some sort of GPS or something. So these guys are going down.
0: <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it doesn't pay to, to be involved in crime, people.
2: Hey, don't do drugs.
0: Don't do drugs or crime. Either one. Is that it? That last one? That'll do it. All right. Well, thank you to everybody who submitted Weird News. Where can they send it?
2: They can send it to Jamie at com with weird news in the subject line.
0: You can also send your really bad ads to Jennifer at com. We'll be doing that on Friday, and we have uh, $600 in prizes for the month. So get your ads into Jennifer at com. People have been sending me ads in my private message. They've been sending us ads in our private message on Horses in the Morning Facebook page. None of that will help you because they will not get on the show and you will not get entered for the prizes. You need to Glenn send them. And I
2: are net- Organized no, enough no, I to can't go to 50 places.
0: That. No, Jennifer at network.com is the only place, and she gets a lot of them, so we, we can't be tracking them down other places. Also, if you post them in the auditor room, they are not going to be on the show and you're not going to be entered. So send them to Jennifer at com. And we all hope you got to listen to the first of the Chi Institute or Chi University uh, episodes that we did yesterday. Dr. Wendy made a comeback, and th- we're going to be talking Eastern medicine once a month now on the show, which I'm kind of excited about. And also, Kayla will be back tomorrow talking about rider health. And then Friday, Jamie and I will be here doing some really bad ads. Auditors, hold on. I have a study I want to tell you about.
2: Bay, neuter, Guild, everybody. Van Rover this week, Kentucky Derby next week. Ugh, what am I going to do? So
0: much happening.
2: I need to go to Kentucky.
0: Time for the Auditor Post Show. We want to remind you that this is not always safe for work or the kiddos. Thanks for hanging around for our nonsense. Well, I happen to know Chad likes bourbon, so I know you have bourbon to get you through the weekend.
2: I'm trying my best.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, uh, first thing before we go into the study I found is... We're on a mission now, I'm on a mission, to find the squeak that everybody complains about. Or half the people complain about and half never hear it. So the only way to figure this out, besides spending $1,000 to replace all my equipment, is to do one thing at a time. So today, and I'll post in the auditor room to see if you hear the squeak today. That's how we're going to have to do it, one thing at a time. And I'll announce it in the post-show so I know what I did that day. Uh, But today I took the pop filter. That's the thing that stops me going, uh, and it was attached to my arm. And it does squeak, I discovered, when I move it. So I, I took it off, but uh, now, now it's not going to do it. You watch. It's not going to do the squeak. But it was squeaking. Jamie heard it earlier, so we're hoping this is it.
2: But uh, I don't remember hearing the squeak on the show, so I don't know if that's it.
0: Yeah, it could be internal on the mixer or something. But uh, you know, we're going to do one thing at a time, and we're going to try and figure this out for you, for you anti-squeak people. Prejudiced anti-squeak people. Anti-squeakers. <laughs> So there was a study that just happened. Uh, It was done uh, with Synchrony is the name of the company that did it. It was Equine Lifetime of Care. And what they looked at is what it costs to take care of a horse for its lifetime, and what they found is that and they had thousands of people that did this study on an annual basis. The all-in costs for owning a horse range from eighty-six hundred to twenty-six thousand per year. In Jamie's case, it's probably twenty-six thousand because of the vet bills, but uh, and that's not including events or operating expenses. And I got to thinking, well, that seems high. And then I thought about what well, we pay for board. You know, if you pay for board, you're going to be up there, and we are definitely up there. So. Um, Eighty six hundred to twenty six thousand a year when you factor in everything, every expense you have for your horse, taking care of it, from food to boarding, you know all of that stuff. Um, Wait,
2: that's it for the whole lifetime of the horse? No, that's
0: per year. So now that doesn't include events or or basic operating expenses for your farm, right? So what they figured out if you take a horse and you have that horse from the time it's born for twenty five years, and they they apparently horses are averaging twenty five years right now. Are you ready for what you'll spend for the lifetime of your horse?
2: Oh, God. And I've no.
0: calculated this out with what we're currently spending, and this is right in range. So if you have a backyard horse that doesn't compete, you just trail ride or whatever, you're going to spend on the lifetime of one horse two hundred and fifteen dollars to
2: $290,000. Well, that just seems ridiculous. <laughs>
0: Now, if it's a recreational horse where you would actually travel places and you you have a trailer and you do things with your horse, go on trail rides or whatever, it's two ninety five to four hundred thousand. And I calculated out; I kind of guesstimated what we spend a month and calculated it out, and it's in that range. So, scooter over his. I paid two hundred dollars for scooter, and over his <laughs> lifetime, he will cost me three hundred thousand dollars.
2: Oh my god!
0: And then. If your horse lives past 25, you're even more screwed. So now for competitive horses, these are, you know, horses that compete all the time. They're down here in Florida and then travel around and do competitions. It's 575000 to $1 million per horse for the lifetime of the horse.
2: Well, at the beginning and at the end, there's not as many competitions. But in the so... middle,
0: you're spending a lot on
2: competitions. Uh, yeah. So this, this makes me think of when I read this... Um, I immediately thought of all the people that messaged me and they're like, listen, I don't think I have the right horse. I don't get along with my horse, but I feel guilty selling it and all this. Listen, there's a right horse for everybody and a right person for every horse. So if you don't have the right horse, do you think money? $250,000 for that sucker to stay in your backyard its entire life.
0: Yep. And you know they said eighty-three percent of horse owners say they are prepared for expenses, which are the actual but the actual costs reach three or even four times higher than they expected. No, no kidding. Wow, isn't that true? You've had horses that have been ten times what you expected.
2: I don't want to talk about the filly that's standing in my field right now. Good <laughs> God!
0: I mean, yeah, there's that one, and you haven't owned that horse what a year yet. Uh-uh. <laughs> so he's that horse has accomplished the whole year in in a couple of months.
2: I'm so proud of her. <laughs> she she exceeds expectations. She's, she's
0: learning to be a diva. <laughs> this is incredible. Nobody ever thinks about it on the on the cost of the horse. We always say, you know, the cheapest part of buying a horse is buying the horse, but oh my god.
2: <laughs> I would like to say that um the cost of therapy these days probably rivals that. And I use my horse for therapy, so it's I should be able to write it off.
0: Well, It'd yeah, less you can crazy. try that. You can try <laughs> that. <laughs> you can definitely give that a try. Hey, I wanted to end the show with something. I that wouldn't I, go
2: without it, let's be honest. I don't, I don't care how much money it costs. No, that's well, what that's, I like
0: to do. That's why I felt safe doing this survey and knowing that nobody's going to change your mind about anything. Let me
2: just make sure that my husband does not get the (laughs) post-show.
0: Yeah, let's make sure of that. All right, I want you to listen to something. Oh, crap, it didn't bring up what I wanted. I hate that. Oh, you're not going to be able to listen to it. Well, that sucks.
2: Well, that was a whole... What was it?
0: Uh, it, was, it was a mother with her Gen Z daughter asking her about things like fact mach, fax machines and stuff. And she oh. just did rapid-fire questions about what's this, what's this, and what's this. And it was... Ho- ho- but it was a real, and I'll never find it again. I put a link, but it didn't go to it. It was so funny because she had no idea what these things were.
2: Oh, yeah. No I idea. I'm using the videos of the, the kids, like teenagers trying to use a rotary phone. Oh, oh my be, god, it's awesome! That'd be hilarious. It's so great.
0: <laughs> the first of all, a phone with a cord is probably a you know. A they step. didn't even
2: know how to to pick up the hand, the receiver, and put it to their ear. Oh my god! I mean, and then they're like the you know, you put your finger and you drag it down. They were just trying to push inside the holes. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs>
0: All right, everybody, that's it for today. Thank you all. And by the way, I had dinner with a whole bunch of listeners on Monday night and they listened to the end of the post show. And they all said they enjoy it even though we don't talk about anything. But nonsense. Okay, well. That's... So they they do say they listen. So there's that. Oh, and the other thing I forgot to tell you, but you might as well hear it before it gets posted in the auditor room and you're surprised. Um, they apparently have a Snapchat going amongst a bunch of listeners that I didn't know about. I don't use Snapchat. Do you?
2: No, I'm too old. Yeah, me too.
0: (laughs) Um, But they have the Snapchat, and they have a nickname for me, and they're trying to come up with one for you. And my rapper nickname, apparently in Snapchat, which they refer to me about, I've seen the post. I am called this all the time, and it's Daddy G. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I know. That's what they call me in the Snapchat, and they said, that should be my rapper name. So now they're trying to come up with a rapper name for you, and they, they were doing it at dinner the other night, and let me tell you, you don't want to hear some of them. So. Oh
2: my God, no, I don't need to know.
0: <laughs> there was one know. suggestion that was pretty good, uh, but the other ones, I was like, nope, she's not going to like that. Nope, she's not going to like that. But there was one suggestion that was pretty good, and I don't remember what it was, but I'm oh. sure somebody will post it in the auditor room. There'll be a whole thread on your new rap name. And you are from Atlanta, like, you know. <laughs> The Homer Rap. So. I
2: mean, I'm from the ATL, baby. Yeah, let's let's, let's hear it. Yeah, <laughs> bring it strong.
0: Congratulations, you made it through another post show. Love y'all, mean for all your Bye. Support. Now go ride your horse.